0: You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree with anything you ask for, it will be done for you and by my Father in heaven. For two or more... Come together in my name there am i with them thanks for reading that scripture wheaton and uh we're going to be talking today about um the connections we have with one another and how uh, god really is in that space uh our relationships and uh, i love that scripture that wherever two or more are gathered there i am and uh, so it's just me and ben hill uh running our stream today but jesus is here as well and all of you are with us we're all together uh in uh in in the spirit um appreciate pat and holly putting that uh uh video together i think pat missed his calling for sesame street um he does a great job with those voices but that was a lot of fun and uh, so if you're now catching up with the stream and uh, you didn't go to the beginning and you have kids uh smaller kids in the home uh please make time to to watch that and uh, participate in the questions that they gave it's kind of a a ready-made family devotional for you and your family uh, so really appreciate the time that went into uh, them preparing that for us and just thinking about what are the needs of our church and how can we build up our church uh, Pat and Holly are a great example of that uh, this has been an isolating time uh, I don't know if you remember the first time you went I, I'll never forget the first time I went to the grocery store uh, in this new world we're in it felt kind of like a, an astronaut venturing out on a spacewalk Um, you know at the time we didn't know how people contracted the virus they were thinking uh, you know it it, it was mostly on surfaces and so you know you're trying to get your groceries and you're trying not to touch anything I remember it was my first time going out and wearing a mask and my glasses were getting all uh, fogged up and uh, I'm like I'm like trying to breathe and I can't see because my glasses are fogged up and everybody is in a mask and it was weird and I felt like This is awful, and uh, you know I'm I'm getting more used to it, but it's still uh, been a challenging time of of isolation uh, for a lot of people. Um, You know we have different tools that we can use to stay connected, but uh, but 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 man, we got to be intentional about our relationships with each other. And so we're starting a new series today. Uh, Let me toggle over to it. It is called uh, Social Distance. Uh, and uh, this is not a COVID uh, lesson, but I'm talking about bridging spiritual gaps um, that, uh, that, that come up and that we need to have uh, solid connections with each other, especially in the church. Um, this is a complimentary series to the one we just finished called Solid Food. Uh, it might seem like, hey, aren't you contradicting, you know, uh, with the other series you said, hey, you gotta, you're responsible for yourself and don't be dependent on others. And now you're saying, Wait, you're saying now you need to be dependent on others and we need each other? It's both and. It's uh, They're not contradictory. They're complementary ideas. And you see this in Scripture. So I want to show you um, the, the, the kind of final uh, passage that we used in the solid food uh, lesson that Andy uh, Wingie preached about. It's kind of an interesting uh, passage. It says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life it's kind of odd okay my ambition should be to lead a quiet life you should mind your own business work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and you will not be dependent on anybody now this is you know there's some type of people this really appeals to oh yeah that's exactly what I'm looking for I don't need other people I don't want other people in my business I just want to mind my own business <laughs> yeah uh, but but the context is Paul is saying take personal responsibility and and we saw other passages about that don't 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 make your spiritual well-being dependent on others but if you look at the rest of the surrounding context what he says right before this he says now about your love for one another we do not need to write to you for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other in fact you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia yet we urge you brothers and sisters to do so more and more and make it your ambition to lead a quiet life." so uh and he gave more of the context uh, for the church there in Thessalonica, what kind of what was going on in their in their social context. They they had great relationships with each other, and Paul says, "You guys are actually doing a great job with your relationships with one another. Now you just need to be more more responsible with your lives, <laughs> but you're doing great in the way that you love one another. And in fact, do it even more." Um, another example of, uh, of of these kind of balanced um, sort of complementary ideas is in Galatians six, another passage we looked at. It says, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. So you look at that and you say, oh, I, I see. I'm, I'm responsible for myself spiritually. I don't need to worry about what he's doing or what she's doing. I just need to focus on my own walk with God. I need to carry my own load. But, but it's not just that, right? Then you end up with a church of isolated people. The surrounding context says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. See, we need other people when we're stuck in sin. We need others to step in and help us. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Paul's saying, uh, by, by being there for one another, by helping each other out, that's everything Jesus had in mind. That's fulfilling the whole... Law of Christ. If anyone thinks there's something when they're not, they deceive themselves. So again, we see that it's it's a balance. We need to, on the one hand, when it comes to me, I'm going to take personal responsibility for myself, my own walk with God. I'm going to try to train myself to be godly, and yet uh, I also need to extend um, a hand to my brother. I need to help others. I need to be there for for others. Uh, so so uh, we're this uh, series social distancing. Here's uh, this the uh, lesson titles that we're going to have. Today, six feet apart. Next week, behind the mask, that'll be Steve Marici. Curbside pickup, that'll be Dave uh, Atkins. I'll let you just kind of think what is that lesson about? And then finally, I'll close out with social distancing. So today, uh, six feet apart. Uh, I do, you know, six feet apart, of course, uh, refers to this idea of trying to have social distance. Um, trying to slow the spread of the virus and i appreciate the efforts that are being made uh, for especially for those who are more vulnerable my mom is one of those people my mom is uh, she has to take a medication that suppresses her immune system and then and then also given her age and other you know health issues she she is at risk she has to be uh, stay isolated stay safe until we have a vaccine and so i appreciate those kinds of efforts but in a spiritual sense we can't stay six feet apart in a spiritual sense we can't allow this time or these challenges we're going through even as a nation to disconnect us from others. I really believe Satan would love nothing more than to, 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 to separate us from each other over these different issues. Uh Politics, we're in a, a, a culture of politics right now, COVID challenge, cultural differences, uh, racial inequality and, and, and racial tensions and just hurts and injustices and just sin in general, right? Sin separates us from others and, and, and Satan wants to, to, to cause us to be apart and cause us to be distant from others. God's design for relationships within the church demands that we overcome the spaces between us. Let me say that one more time. God's design for relationships within the church demands that we overcome the spaces between us there uh, as i said we're going through a lot Uh, jackie wrote this in her uh email that she sent out that she's been organizing sisters from around the world to share quiet times in a series called encourage my soul they're really uh great i really encourage you to to check those out on her youtube channel but she said this not only are we dealing with covid19 We are restricted from meeting as a congregation, and so cannot be all together. Also, many young women are homeschooling children. Besides all that, we're dealing with social unrest, racial injustice, how that affects our hearts, our heads, our faith, our feelings, and the hurts that come from those issues. Yes, there's a lot going on. And so we need each other uh, during this time. I want to show you a picture. Um, Which of these is representative of a church? Which of these is is a, a church? You know, most people in America would would think about that building, and that might be what you think of when you think of a church. And yet, really, a church is not a building. It's a people group. It's a family. It's not a, an event you attend. It's not a building you go to. It's a it's a family that you belong to. The Bible was. I want to share two Greek words today. Uh, the Bible was written in. Uh, in Hebrew in the Old Testament and Greek in the New Testament so when Jesus used the word church he says on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it that word church has been translated church in our English Bibles is ecclesia in in, uh, Greek Uh, that's the word that is in the New Testament ekklesia that was already a word in the Greek culture what it referred to in Greek culture was uh, an assembly a political assembly, often originally in, in ancient Greece, of citizens who were called out to try to accomplish something or have some mission, an assembly of citizens. Uh, you know, a, a union hall is an ecclesia. Uh, a family reunion is an ecclesia. Uh, an employee party is an ecclesia. Uh, a, a gathering of delegates, of, of political delegates, is an ecclesia. So it's a gathering for a purpose. Uh, that's the word that's in the Bible. Every time you see the word "church" in our English translation, the word is a group of people. It's a, it, uh, and that's huge, right? That's important. I think that's something our culture gets wrong. But even during this time, church is not this live stream. Church is not, uh, you know, th- 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 this uh, this event, right? Church is us. Church is you and me and our fellowship, our friendships our connections, it's us, uh, it's our people group. That's what church is. And Jesus modeled this, right? Jesus uh, built, built when he said, I will build my church, what was he talking about? He was talking about this network of friendships that he was developing, that he was building. Um, there's a book called Deep and Wide by Andy Stanley. He does a good job of explaining kind of how we got this word church and how we got this mentality. Uh, I'll refer you to that for, for, the, for the broad story, but I'll just give you kind of the short story. Um, Church came to, to change what what, what church meant uh, through the Middle Ages. Uh, when Constantine made uh, Christianity the official religion in the year 313 AD, um, th- everything changed. Whereas before, the church had been uh, kind of refined by persecution and uh, was sort of uh, like a, a an underground movement. It became uh, positive and became a, a good thing to be a Christian in the Roman Empire, uh, which... It, that looks like a good, it feels like a good thing initially, like, oh, that's great, the, the, the politics are behind us, the, the, the politically elite like Christianity now, the, uh, the government supports us now, this is all great. But what ends up happening is it becomes, the, the church becomes diluted and it becomes uh, darker and darker and more and more distant from um, what you see in the, in the scriptures. So by the time that uh, the, the, the Bible is translated into English, uh, people associate when they think of church, they think of this ornate, fancy building, and it has—it looks nothing like the first-century uh, church. It has become something different, much, much different. And so, rather than tra- when they translated the word church, uh, ecclesia, into English, rather than putting simply assembly or something that really meant what it means, they they chose a a, a German word, Kirch, and and kind of anglicized it and just came up with this word church. And so it, it still stays in our uh, our, our psyche of, of just this building, but it's not, it's a people group and we need each other. The, the scripture put a tremendous emphasis on our relationships with one another uh, in the church. Um, the, the, I want to show you this uh, this new phrase that I learned last week. Uh, Steve Marici used the term last week, one anothering. I hadn't ever heard one anothering used as a as a verb before or as a i don't know what that i guess that's a noun it's the concept of one anothering but um i, I love it because this passage that this uh, phrase one another is in the scriptures so much it's a hundred times in the new testament uh the phrase one another and uh, so the other greek word i want to share with you is alelone alelone is the greek word for one another it's one word in the greek it's two words in in our uh, Bible, one another, but it's one word, a alelon, and, and this it, it's the idea of, you know, each other. And, and, and so uh, we're not going to look at all 100 passages, but I just want to give you a flavor of what some of those passages are about. A lot of them are about unity, uh, ones that say, like, be at peace with one another, don't grumble among one another, be of the same mind with one another, accept one another, wait for one another during communion, don't let somebody run ahead of somebody else. Don't bite, devour, and consume one another. Don't boastfully challenge or envy one another. Gently, patiently tolerate one another. Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving to one another. Bear with and forgive one another. Seek good for one another, and don't repay evil for evil. Don't complain against one another. So unity with one another is very important. There's a lot that are about loving and serving each other. Love one another is in all those passages I list right there. Through love, serve one another. Tolerate one another in love. You know, that infers that we're going to annoy each other, right? That infers we're going to have differences if you have to tolerate each other, right? Greet one another with a kiss of love. That's actually in there about four times to, to kiss one another. I think that's a little bit cultural, but uh, nowadays it would be the appropriate uh, elbow knock, right? Be devoted to one another in love. Give preference to one another. Regard one another as more important than yourself. Serve one another. Wash one another's feet. Do not be haughty, be of the same mind. That's kind of going back to unity as well. And then uh, I want the, the term discipling is a term that we use in our church. It means helping one another to be more like Jesus. Being disciples of Jesus, students, learners of Jesus, discipling is helping others. Jesus said to go to disciple the nations, make disciples of all nations. And so discipling is important, helping each other to be more like Jesus. And I think all of these uh, have to do with that. Bear one another's burdens, as we just looked at. Encourage one another daily. Speak truth to one another. Don't lie to one another. Comfort one another during concerning the resurrection. Encourage and build one another up. Stimulate one another towards love and good deeds. Pray for one another. Be hospitable to one another. Confess sins to one another. Be subject to one another. Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. So you get the sense that the Bible wants us to interact with one another, don't you? We can't stay apart. We need each other. We need these relationships. And I just want to ask you, how is it going with your spiritual relationships? Do you have people that you're talking to regularly about what's really going on in your heart and in your life? Uh, Are you able to regularly open up about sin, about things you're struggling with? Do you have someone that you can talk to about your marriage or, your, or, or your, your kids, parenting situations? What's going on? You know, the challenges that you're facing, those fears, those uh, the, the, those challenges that Jackie mentioned in her, her message. Is there somebody that you're really talking to about regularly? Are you getting encouragement and are you giving encouragement? Just all of those one another passages that we looked at, are, are you practicing those in your relationships? Um, I want to show you this this is a tape measure that my friend John Ivy gave me years ago and uh, I actually pulled it out to measure six feet it's actually it's longer than I thought I mean it's that's how far apart it is I don't know if you can see that but uh, that's six feet apart Uh, and uh, there's a little button here that makes it stay at that distance Um, and I think a lot of us do this we we have kind of a little uh a, a little button that's keeping people at a distance especially when we're struggling especially when we're maybe having uh issues with uh sin that's crept into our lives during this time or maybe we're, we're dealing with hurts we're dealing with bitterness or we're dealing with uh, you know just stuff that's kind of got us gunked up it's so easy to hit that button and stay apart from people and so what I'm asking you to do today is make a decision to release that button and let the spiritual relationships come, come back into, uh, in, into, into close proximity again. Uh, you need people in your life. God. That's how God works in our lives. He works through people. You can't find a, a story in the New Testament of someone becoming a Christian outside of God using other people. Even the Apostle Paul, who Jesus himself appeared to, what was Jesus' message? Go, to, go and I'm going to send Ananias to you. Right? He still needed people. God sends uh, Peter to go meet up with Cornelius, uh, who is an awesome man. But we, God uses people. He makes connections. We need people in our lives. That's how we change. That's how we grow. We take personal responsibility, as we talked about with the solid food lesson. But then God uses people. So two practicals here I have for you, and these are going to blow your mind because you've never heard these ideas before. <laughs> Number one, meet up with someone regularly for d time or discipling time. Make sure you have someone that you're meeting with regularly. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. That means we got to think about it. How are we going to do this? We got to strategize. This is a new scenario we're in. It might take some Creativity to figure out how do we do this? How, how do we consider this? How can I spur one another on in this situation? I can't just stay at home on my couch anymore. I can't just stay isolated anymore. I need to consider how, even in this COVID weird context we're in, how do I can, uh, spur each other on? Number Verse 25, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So everyone meeting regularly. Now you're you might be a guest on our live stream today. Uh, you know you might not have someone that you you're, you're connected with, and we would love to uh, to tie you in with the, the fellowship. We would love love to connect you. Um, in our in our church, we have what we call discipling relationships, discipling partners. So everyone on paper has someone that they are connected with. Like okay, this is my discipling partner, and this is my discipling partner, and we get together. Um, so. We want that for you as well. You know, if you're a guest, we would love to connect you. So just use that connect uh, uh, bot, the connect link that you see in the video description and we'll, we'll connect you. But, uh, you know, there, there are different ways to meet. We, we, we can use Zoom. We can use FaceTime. Uh, I, I really think it's, it's, it's more healthy. It's great to, to um, go back to, to meeting in person in some way if you can. We got to, again, value each other's physical boundaries, some people have uh, people at home that um, they're, they're watching out for, uh, some people are, are, are more at risk than others, but like I heard uh, you know, Dave Atkins and uh, Dan Rowley, uh, e- even though they're trying to be careful, they meet up and they go for walks and they stay socially distant. Um, you know, we, I, I have been meeting regularly with different people and going to Botanic Gardens. I have a membership there. I love to walk there, so I meet people there all the time and we go for walks. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all outside and it's therapeutic and it's so good for my soul. And, um, you know, we, we, we have started having people in our backyard. Um, we stay six feet apart. Um, we wear masks and, but we're, and we're outside, but it's just awesome to hang out in the backyard. There's something about being together, you know, in the physical world. Uh, but Zoom is great too, you know, but just make sure you have somebody that you're meeting with regularly and, and be intentional about it. Uh, uh, meeting at the park is a possibility. Meeting at the beach is a possibility. But but make sure you have somebody that you're meeting with. When I say regularly, I mean regularly. You know, not I don't mean regularly like, yeah, it was a few months back we got together. You know, it's like no, we get together every two weeks, and uh, and, and 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 we want we need to do that. Now, the second uh, practical is call or text another disciple every day. Call or text another disciple every day. Hebrews 3, 12 and 13 says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another, what? Daily. As long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. I love that the Hebrew writer threw that in. As long as it's called today, in other words, every day is called today, so every day you you need to to, to have these connections, these daily encouragement getting getting and giving encouragement so so make it your goal every day I want to connect with another disciple in some way either over text or over email or over FaceTime or over the phone but just some kind of daily contact with other disciples just to kind of keep me on the on the the track there on the spiritual track of what I'm trying to do because what can happen is it says uh, that our heart can turn away from the Living God that's kind of what happens. That just happens naturally. And so what, what is the antidote to our hearts drifting is daily encouragement. It says, So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Sin, see, Satan Satan would love, as I mentioned earlier, would love nothing more than to divide us as a church during this time. In, in military operations, it said that the first thing you do is you target the enemy's lines of communication. Because if you can disrupt their communication, you disrupt their whole operational uh, uh, awareness and their whole ability to to um, uh, to be able to, to ha- have uh, effective combat against you. So from ancient days, uh, the first military thing you try to do is, is me- let's mess up their communication or let's intercept their communication to, to mess with their, uh, uh, their connections. Uh, the, and, and so Satan wants to do that for us, doesn't he? he I'm sure he wants to keep us from connecting. He wants to keep us from communicating. And so just a, a daily practice of uh, of contact with other disciples every day will help uh, Satan not disrupt our communications with one another. Uh, and he won't be able to get a foothold. Sin won't be able to get a foothold as this passage talks about. Again, God's design for relationships within the church demands that we overcome those spaces between us. It, you know, if you are staying distant, if you're staying six feet apart, from other, other spiritual relationships, again, hit that reset button today and let's get back into tight relationships with one another. Let's meet together. Uh, let's talk every day. Let's stay connected. Again, doing it safely within our, our current situation, but we need don't let Satan divide us uh, during this time. Uh, a couple things I want to mention before I, I pray for communion and we're going to look at one more passage. Um, th- these upcoming weeks, in- invite... Uh, others to attend it, especially reach out to people who maybe used to be a part of the church or who um, ha- have been on the fringe or who you know are kind of th- there's people who th- this is a really tough time and they're drifting. You know, uh, I mean Ben is right here. I didn't ask him if I could share, but he was he was dr- <laughs> he was drifting. You know, and so we, we got together. He's one of the people we, we got together at Botanic Garden, and I said, hey, you know, we I need you, and and, and can you just help me every Sunday with this thing? And we we've been a lot more connected and. And, uh, but there, there's people who are, are drifting, right? There's people who are getting off, and, and we need to pull in. So uh, invite them to these upcoming uh, lessons. Uh, the, the, the lesson Steve talks about next week is going to be great for them. And, and share with them this, this video. And, and just even just say, hey, I need you. I miss you. I want to stay connected with you. Uh, you know, I'm not, not looking down on someone. Hey, you're struggling. But hey, uh, I need you because I, I do. I need you, and, and, and you need me. We need each other. And so use these, these weeks coming up with this series uh, to reach out to people. Um, Jesus, on the night of his betrayal, he, uh, he, you know, he, he was about to go to the cross. You know, Think about that. You know, the scriptures say he was overwhelmed. He told his friends, I'm overwhelmed with sorrows to the point of death. He didn't want to go to the cross. He knew how painful it would be. He prays to God, take this cup from me. And yet the very night of his betrayal, what is he doing? He's serving, he's loving, he's connecting. You see in the book of John, he, that's when he washes his disciples' feet. That's where he says, you gotta be there for each other. Just like I washed your feet, wash each other's feet. Um, you know, Satan is gonna wanna scatter you. You've gotta stay connected. You've gotta stay, remain, uh, remain in me and remain in each other in, in John 15. But in John 17, this is all kind uh, of one flow of scripture from John 13 through to John 17, all in the same night. Uh, the night of his betrayal he prays uh, fervently for his disciples and that prayer has been captured for us by their memories and passed on to us through the book of John John was one of his disciples and so John remembers that night him praying for his own disciples and praying for their faith and praying that they stay connected and then it's cool because he doesn't only pray for his friends he doesn't only pray for his disciples but he knows his disciples are gonna pass on the faith and they're gonna connect with others and others will become disciples and others will become disciples. And he prays for them. And that's us, right? We are the ones who uh, are here today on this live stream because of those disciples of Jesus and them passing on that message. And so he prays for us and our connections with each other. He says this, my prayer is not for them alone, meaning his own friends. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that's us. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they also may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me, so they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Uh, This passage uh, really shows that... uh, unity is so important it shows that uh you know jesus even on the night of his betrayal even as he's going to the cross he's thinking about us and the connections that we have with one another so let's think about that let's meditate on that as we pray for communion as as we remember jesus and his body and blood given for us let's also uh, pray and reflect on the unity that we have with one another in this shared time of communion together let's pray God, thank you to be able to uh, worship you together over the live stream. Uh, Thank you for the connections that we have with each other even through these digital uh, lines of communication. Thank you for allowing uh, the ingenuity of of different uh, scientists and engineers and, and computer programmers and And uh, even different companies and things that have have brought us these kinds of tools of technology that we can use for your glory and for your purpose and for the church to remain a family and to stay connected even during a global pandemic like we're facing and and all of the other uh, tensions and challenges and and difficulties that we're facing as a a really world planet uh, and certainly as a country and as a community. Father, I pray for our unity, God. I pray that Satan is not able to uh, break up the connections that we have with one another. God, I pray that we can stay tight with one another, that we can stay connected, that we can stay open, that we can stay vulnerable. Um, Father, that we can demonstrate uh, what Jesus uh, showed his disciples on that night of his betrayal as he washed their feet and as he expressed his love for them and the, the, the importance of them staying connected. Thank you for his body given for us. Thank you for his blood given for us. And it's in his name we pray, amen.